Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Shazad is here from Motoring Middle East for the next hour. We are talking about cars. <laughs> Imtishan was here. Yeah, he put in studio. an appearance. Yeah, and, and yeah. then he left. Uh, I, he's like that kid in school that just comes in for the register. Yeah. And then he's out. Yeah, yeah that's it. He, it. Attendance was done, and he's left. And we have special guests this evening. We do, yes. So we don't need Imtishan. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, we have uh, Gary West joining us, head of future mobility at GM Middle East. Great to have you in studio, Gary. Thank you. And we have Ronald Ballot joining us, production communication manager, Chevrolet Middle East, or the Chevy guy, as the I Chevy like to call it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're talking cars for the next hour, which means... You know, everything is open here. If you've, uh, you want to know, should I be driving the Corvette? Should I be driving the Mustang? Should I be driving the Camaro? Should I be driving the Bolt? Uh, you know, where do we come in on that? What about this versus that? That's all wide open, but we want to kick off the show talking electric cars because... Well, you've been driving one, haven't you? I, I, uh, you know what? Ronald did hook me up for maybe 23 hours. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, pretty much, yes. <laughs> okay. He was counting. But is it, that how long the charge lasts? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I, w- I was a lot like you, uh, Shazad, when, yes. this, when this bolt What are you implying? Up, that I was very skeptical <laughs> about an electric car, and I thought... You eh. haven't converted, have you? You know what? I was in that vehicle for 4 minutes, 21 seconds... Precisely. Exactly. No, I timed it. <laughs> Picked up my wife. My wife was in it for one minute, 12 seconds. And her first question was, so how much does one of these cost? Ooh. And I said, you know, I, I said, they're not the cheapest car on the road, but they're not the most expensive. She goes, and we're in there for about another 90 seconds. She goes, I, I, I don't want one. Said, that was it. I said, but we haven't even accelerated. We haven't even turned on the radio. The, the air conditioning was on. She said, no, I, I really like it. So, Ronald, did you bring the order forms? <laughs> I certainly did. But I, I was really skeptical because I'm thinking electric car. And yeah. this, and, so you know, am I. I'm still and, thinking that. And as I'm driving, I've got the AC blaring. I'm driving reasonably Does the well. AC blare? Yeah. It, it, okay. it, 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 it was very cold. Right. It was amazing. And I, I kept thinking, I'm watching the electric gauge to see, is it going to start going down? Didn't move. I'm driving this thing, and I'm in traffic, I'm on the highway, I'm doing 120 with all the other traffic, people are trying to keep up to me, and I thought, why are they trying to race me? This was obviously in the 120 zone, obviously. Yes, yes. 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 Just so I'd clarify. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we were in Sharjah. (laughs) All right, okay. So the thing was, what gets interesting is people are trying to catch up to me, and I'm thinking they want to race. And then I realized, no, they're trying to catch up to me to see what this car is. Oh. And I'm going, so this is getting better by the minute. Comfort. No issues with the electricity. I thought all of the things that I was thinking in my brain that I'm not going to be so interested in an electric car, gone. Uh, I thought, okay, the way it, it changes the gear, because there is no gear, so it's, it, it truly is. A, it's just put your foot down and it goes like a golf cart. And and it just went. And I thought, oh, it's going to be some lag. It's going to be that. No, this, this vehicle has pep. And... Oh, God. 
Sounds like an evangelist now. <laughs> and then and then it's got oh, the reject. It's gone it's over to the dark side. Stops really well. <laughs> Comfort inside. I'm just I was blown away. I was I was really in shock by this. And and it fit in nicely with all my preconceptions because everyone says you're gonna buy a Tesla. And it fitted in with your preconceptions. Yes, because I, I everyone said, Would you go and buy a Tesla? And my thing is no. And and people look at me and say, well, why not? Why aren't you going to go get one of Mr. Musk's, you know, beautiful creations? And, I, and my whole thing is, I want if I'm going to buy an electric car, if I'm going to buy any car like this, I want to buy it from someone who's been making cars for a while. So, no, yes. So not just the fact that maybe you know the the guys over at at Chev haven't been making electric cars like this for hundreds of years, but they've been making cars. And no, so all a, the crumple zones and all the accident stuff yeah. and just, all, you know, when you sit in and you look at the dash and you look at the lights, I go, you know, this is tried, true, tested. I, I feel a lot of comfort and it played right into all that. But I got to say, when I got into the Bolt, the way the finishing was, the way the seats were, were like no other Chevy product I've ever driven. So I was kind of going, hold on, what's happened here? And I thought, much like we start talking about things going on with Kia and the Stinger, I sort of looked at this vehicle and I said, this is the new benchmark for this level of vehicle as you walk in. I was very, very impressed. Like I said, my wife wants one. So there you go. go. So what's going on here is that you've traveled to the future and you liked it. I I did. (laughs) (laughs) Even the entertainment system. It was just unlike any of the other vehicles we've been driving around in. Oh, well, there's, there's a barometer. Yeah. <laughs> Stereo. So there you go. Awesome. I mean, you have an ambassador right here. You guys That's really great. didn't need to come in today, <laughs> honestly, because, you know, yet, there you go. I was going to be devil's advocate today, but there you go. I think I'm outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 Gary, head of future mobility, this has got to be one of the questions that constantly gets fired at you. You know, how is this vehicle going to be? Is it sustainable? What's the the lifespan of the batteries, is it as comfortable, why would I buy one of these over some, these have got to be the constant sets of questions that you you're find yourself answering. Absolutely. I think um, if, you, if you start looking at the, the Chevrolet Bolt, it's our first long range affordable electric vehicle. You know, that's the way we're positioning the uh, the vehicle, that's the, uh, the, the response we're getting back from, um, from, from our customer base. You know, from an electrification perspective, we we believe in an all-electric future. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that would be in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. But certainly, if you start looking forward into the future, it's definitely going to be electric. And that could be battery electric vehicle, mm. or it could be a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle, both of which we're um, spending a lot of time and effort into uh, in, into developing. But it's not the only vehicle. In in the next 18 months, we'll be launching two additional vehicles. They'll be CUVs crossover based. And if you start looking forward into 2023, then 20 vehicles. Wow. So if you start looking on the on the road at Shakeside Road as an example, you're talking about all different types of vehicles that will be in that mix. So SUVs, CUVs, sedans, you name it. So we're trying to break down those barriers, those questions. Well, maybe the, the compact Bolt isn't right for everyone's yeah. particular case, but in the next few years, you'll certainly have a vehicle within pretty much every segment that you can you can lock into. What, what's it take to turn people onto electric vehicles at this point? What's it take, do you, from your perspective, what's it going to take to get them to abandon the traditional internal combustion engine? 
Well, look, we're in a situation where over 100 years we've had combustion engines, right? So we're conditioned, you know, I'm 47 years of age and conditioned, um, you know, working in the motor industry all my life that uh, internal combustion engines is, is the thing. But moving, moving forward, education, awareness and experience, to your point today, yeah. you know, you, you're in the vehicle um, you know, over the, over the last couple of days, you've experienced it. Your wife experienced it, which is a great thing. And just driving the vehicle, understanding the power, understanding the range—five hundred and twenty kilometers of range—in yeah. a situation where the majority of us do about fifty-two kilometers in your commute, it really does, you know, address those particular issues of anxiety. Um, so. Uh, education, awareness, and getting behind the wheel and experiencing it. I guess one of the other sides is it's just a car like every other car. Just the power source is different, uh, and, how, and how we get mobility is different. But And for the most part, it worked like a car. And, you know, small little differences, but it was still a car. That's great. That's and, great to hear. And then that's exactly what our designers set out to achieve. That you you had the, the the package of long range etc., but at the end of the day, you know you, you don't have that anxiety. Yeah. So it is just a car, which is perfect. Yeah. I'm looking over at Shazad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna get me started, are you? Oh, well, but you've, have you've we got, got time? <laughs> but you you've got a few concerns about electric Ooh, vehicles. Oh yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I mean, look, take for example, so you had the car. Did you have to charge it when you had it? I did. No, I didn't have to, but I did plug it in at home just to, yeah. to see how that process would work. So how easy was it for you to plug it in at home? Very. Yeah, because where do you live? Murdoch. And where do you live in a? Villa. Flat in a villa. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, they, you see, they, so that's one of my issues right there. I do take your point about uh, Tesla and Chevrolet and stuff like that, and I've said that for a while, and I pick up on that, and I totally agree with you, because even going back to cars like the Fisker, yeah. which was a hybrid it wasn't pure electric it was a hybrid but you know you have that sense of it not quite being a finished car you know and that's yeah. the thing and i think even with tesla I, I you know i generally it's not quite there yet but when you get into some of these other products and i have sat in the uh, i haven't driven the bolt but i've sat in the bolt at the motor show and it did feel like a proper production car and that's you know you can't get uh, better than an actual manufacturer that's been doing it for a long very very long time now the problem that we that i have is that the majority of traffic in the environment that we live in, and there's a number of problems here for electric cars. A, we have the temperature, we have the climate, we have the dust, we have the uh, cooling requirements. But the main issue that I have is that the structure of the commuter scenario that we have is that we have people living in Sharjah who are commuting into Dubai or beyond, into Abu Dhabi, yeah. or we have people living in Russell Kema who are commuting up to Jabal Ali or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's, and that's quite a lot of miles. That's like quite a lot of kilometers. And you're saying 52 kilometers is enough for a day. Well, not necessarily, you know, because I mean, if you go from, you know, the border of Sharjah up to Jabal Ali and back, that's nearly 100 kilometers a day. So... I mean, but when I, real, when I looked the at the problem. meter on, on this vehicle, though, yeah. and we're going we're gonna to have to go for a quick pause. But when yeah. I was on the meter, I, I was at 384 kilometers yeah. based on the charge that I had. So, for example, uh, just so before you go to the break, one of my concerns, I'm saying he's eager, Gary's yeah. eager to get back in there. I've, oh yeah. I've got answers to Shazad's <laughs> questions. But the thing is, uh, just before you go to the break, w when we were testing the Tesla, okay, not the Bolt, but when we were testing the Tesla, our main concern was trying to get it back to the Tesla yeah. without running out of charge <laughs> on the middle of Sheikh Zayed Road because that's yeah. what it felt like. 
it's you know there's 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 anxiety yeah. that comes there with is anxiety because of the way yeah. this this power the power cells work the fuel cells work we're gonna come we're gonna jump right back into that we're gonna get Gary to to give that a a go because this is what he's been talking about <laughs> for a long time oh he's and making I, notes he's ready and and I know that Ronald has also had to address this with all sorts of folks who have uh, been driving these so we've got a we got a whole bunch left to talk about if you want to get involved in the conversation we want to hear from you as well this is Car Talk Shazad joining us from Motoring Middle East we've got Gary West he's head of future mobility at GM Middle East and we have Ronald joining us product communication manager for Chevrolet Middle East uh, and we're also talking about other cars too if you've got something oh, else yeah. on your mind I've but, got Peugeot I want to talk about oh yeah can't <laughs> wait to talk about that as well you wonder what you've tuned into this is Car Talk on Dubai I 103.8 FM Car Talk is the program Shazad is here for Motoring Middle East and he's brought friends <laughs> we have well maybe they not may for not, long they may not be friends <laughs> for long <laughs> Gary West joining us he's head of future mobility at G- GM Middle East yeah. and we're talking electric cars and the conversation is getting charged up <laughs> I can tell you that much <laughs> sorry I had to so, go <laughs> a, a, a few moments ago, Gary, we were listening to Shazad, and he was basically saying, look, I have issues with how long the charge is going to last. I have issues with the climate and the heat that it's going to bring to bear on the, the fuel cells, on the batteries, and how that's going to degrade them. I have issues. What else did you have issues with? Basically, the commuting structure oh, the of commuting the environment structure, which, yeah. which I'm not quite sure what that has to do with anything. But anyway, uh, he, he can has... I, can I just expound on that nah, first? Nah, no, no, let's get, no, no, no. Let's get Gary to jump in, and then you can jump back. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Ronald uh, Ballot is also here, pr- product communication manager for Chevrolet Middle East. Ronald, feel free to jump in as well when oh. you feel that Shazad is getting out of hand. <laughs> so... She has had lots of anxiety, I heard it's earlier on. Anxiety. Lots like of anxiety. He's running a fever. <laughs> the, th- the therapy sessions are going well. <laughs> I, let, let me take a couple of th- those points on. Um, you know, range anxiety is something that we've got to work through. At 520 kilometers of range you know, in one charge. The fact that you can charge it overnight, you know, from your house, from the apartment, from your work, or, or throughout the D-World network. Rain shouldn't really be an issue to you from uh, from 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 that perspective. Heat and dust, from our our point of view, from the uh, the testing that we did through high summer, no issues whatsoever with regards to uh, the, the heat. We were uh, driving the vehicle 52 degrees high summer, up and down Jebel half feet, stress testing the vehicle, no issues whatsoever there either. I do understand the point in 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 terms of you know potentially you know if you're living in an apartment. If you live north of Sharjah, um, you don't necessarily have the luxury of the the D1 network, and so you're going to need to look at different forms of charging. But of course, um, you know us as Chevrolet, we'll be working with a, a local partner who'll be able to supply um, a, a, a charging equipment um, that you could fit uh, either in a communal area um, or indeed in, uh, in in your property. So again. Those, those issues shouldn't really 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 be there. An experience of that and living with a vehicle uh, would, would really hurt. Did, so, is, well, is, that's is, the thing, isn't it? The ultimate challenge is to live with the vehicle. Is, I mean, is, I'm up for the challenge. I'm up well, for it, you know. Is there a sense that there is a little bit of a reprogramming since we've had such a history of internal combustion engines and we've got 
some new vehicle, you know, the Teslas and all these things coming out, and they've, they've taken us in one direction, but they're not the only electric vehicle that's been out there. Are you it's saying I'm a stick in the mud, and I yes. just can't let go of ice, as Ronald just uh, called it, which I thought was in-car entertainment. Uh, Apparently, uh, it's an internal combustion engine. Ronald didn't say that, Gary didn't say that, and I didn't say that, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> that's my rule this evening. <laughs> Thing thing is, shows that if you turn it back a, a good hundred or so year, years, then I remember those days <laughs> <laughs> a bit, bit before our time, I know. But but electric, we had electric vehicles back then. True. Yeah, and and those some of those electric vehicles were uh, conquering the land speed record, and obviously the Model T came along, and gasoline, and you know things changed. But um, you know, fast forward a hundred and so years, the technology is back, and the technology is very different and uh, and sustainable. One of the concerns I think a lot of people have is about batteries. Yeah. You know, both in terms of, you know, how long will they last? Will I have to look after them? Will I have to replace them? Are they dangerous in an accident? And on the other end, in terms of, you know, what do they mean for the environment? Because there's some concern on that as well. Like for, for sure. I mean, so th- th- those concerns are um, obviously things that we as an industry need to need need to deal with. They ov- obviously are safe. We build technology into our batteries to make it fail safe. In case there's an accident, um, it would lock down the system, and so we wouldn't be supplying any electricity to the uh, to, to the to the motor. In in terms of um, com- combustion, uh, you know, th- there are thousands upon thousands of uh, thermal incidents across the world with, with gasoline and very, very few um, that have happened uh, with, uh, with, with batteries. So again, that shouldn't really be, shouldn't really be an issue. I guess part of the issue that we're, we're confronted with is we, we use batteries in our phones and we see the lifespan of those batteries given the frequent use and I wonder if we're doing a little projection onto these vehicles saying they're using a similar, well not exactly, but there there are similarities within those battery structures and that creates some concern. I see Ronald, you, you want to jump in here. Yeah, so basically the uh, the concern is, is pretty much born from the lithium ion batteries on everybody's phone. You charge these several times a day, you consume that battery, you put a lot of load on it, a huge screen, a computer that has more computing power than it took to take man to the moon in the 60s. So uh, yeah, you're asking a lot from a relatively small battery. And the car, especially the Bolt EV, the, the, the GM patented technology within the battery and the way it's packaged allows us to manage all uh, a few other a few things uh, charge and discharge rates uh, which maintain the health of the battery cooling most importantly and heating as well in colder temperatures uh, so we maintain the battery at a very optimal temperature throughout the use even on the car is parked the car is actually conditioning itself if it's very hot so it's not like when you turn off the car you walk away the car, the, the battery starts boiling in the heat no it maintains its own temperature throughout that time and this will uh, one, maximize the lifespan of the battery um, and minimize any degradation. Even in charging, the system does not allow you to fast charge the car all the way to 100%. So fast charge about 80% in the first hour, depending on how f- if you're fast charging, uh, whether it's 35 or 50 kilowatts. And then the last hour or so spent on trickle charging the re- rest of the 20%. So this, the battery technology has got systems in it to protect it and mm. maximize its uh, lifespan. So, uh, and we predict on the Bolt EV, and you know, based on our uh, almost 10-year experience now with the Volt eRev uh, back in the U.S., which has very similar battery technology and packaging, uh, we had very, very minimal uh, incidents with that car, especially when it comes to warranty repairs and ch- exchanges. 
so the battery attack is proven right now. We know what it, you know. We know what to expect. Uh, so people don't have to. We are guesstimating the lifespan of the battery will exceed the actual usable life of the actual vehicle. And when that is done, the modules can be taken apart and reinstalled in different applications such as backup power walls and other. Uh, we actually have batteries back in the in Detroit where these modules have been taken into like a generator and they back up some of the company's concerts and events and facilities. I guess one of the issues that, that I think becomes really interesting in, when, in looking at the American model, it's uh, last time I looked at the warranty on this vehicle, eight years, 100,000 miles. And I'm thinking, eight years, 100,000 miles is the warranty. And I believe the battery's included in the warranty. And I'm going, well, then there's no issue at this point because as things need to be repaired or if there is an issue, it's going to go back to the GM garage and they're going to deal with it. And I'm thinking, that's you, pretty you, good. You really should have brought an order form today. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. And, and, but, ju but just on that, when is this car actually going on sale? Yeah, there is one on ChevroletArabia.com. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we announced that we would be commercializing the, the, the vehicle at the back end of this year. So that's yeah. in uh, the, the, the UAE and Jordan. And, of course, if you start looking further afield, then there's lots of interest from, uh, from, from other countries, uh, yeah. from governments as well as consumers. So we're, we're looking, uh, eagerly looking at those and, and seeing so how So when, when do you think I'm going to be able to have one parked outside the studio? Let's talk later. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do you an early bird deal, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting interesting. This is going to be a lot of fun. I want to so go. Sorry, Gary, go yeah, on. I, I was just going to say, you know, yeah. we, we started talking about maintenance and service yeah. and everything. I just an interesting point because you're absolutely right. Eight, eight years, uh, 100,000 mile uh, warranty in, in the U.S. And, of course, when you start looking at ser servicing the battery, if that was required, you know, way, way out at, at, in that eight years, then you don't have to replace the whole battery. You can, you can, we can service those uh, those modules. So there's 10 modules within that whole battery pack that you can service. And of course, and, and then you start looking at the actual maintenance of the vehicle. Well, it doesn't have a combustion engine. There's no pistons. There's, um, you know, there's so many less moving parts in the in the vehicle. So from a maintenance perspective, on a 10,000 mile scheduled service. It's really looking at the coolant fluid. Ronald was talking about earlier on the conditioning of the battery and an air filter um, for the cabin. And that's about it. Obviously, you know, the dealer would also be looking at, uh, you know, the, the brake pads and, yeah. and everything. But, um, but very, very minimal servicing. And you won't be pulling into a petrol station to get any gas. Exactly. Which... Makes me smile every time I drove no, by. No, you'll, be walk, you'll be walking up and down the street with a plug in your hand, going, "Where did I put this in?" There? I have to be fair on something. A couple of a uh, few a couple of months ago, we did we took part in the um, electric vehicle road trip, the global EVRT, and we took the cars. And Fishan was with us as well. I think he's mentioned it here. Uh, and I have to say, I know I'm 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 a, you know I work for Chevy and all that, but uh, I was certainly surprised by the fact that we could actually maximize the range dr during the trip. We kept up with cars uh, with somewhat bigger batteries. Uh, there was no um, there was no issues. We had a charging network being, you know, deployed as we went along. So as long as, you know, in long trips, you need to make some calculations, of yeah. course. Uh, if you have a fast charger, that makes things a lot easier. But there's no, there's nothing keeping you from actually going and traveling with this vehicle right now, as long as the network is in place and it is yeah. being built and deployed as we speak. And so the, the other side of it is, especially if you've got the the, the fast chargers, 
you know, you drive for three, four hundred kilometers, you want to get out and stretch anyway. So if you've got to, you know, take a half an hour break, that's probably a good thing. So I, I mean, that's the way I travel anyway. So I'm thinking this is just. How long do your stretching exercises take? Oh, a, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's a can lot I, of picnics. Can I, can I take, can I, can I take this conversation? Uh, you know, we're going to come, forward. we're going to oh, come yeah, back cool, for cool, this cool, conversation. Cool, cool, cool. Joining us in studio this evening, Gary West, head of Future Mobility, GM Middle East. Ronald Bellet joining us, product communication manager, Chevrolet Middle East, and of course, Shazad joining us from Motoring Middle East as we are talking cars. When we come back, by the way, we do have to uh, dial in Nikki here, who's got a, a few questions that she's uh, written a small book, so we're going we're gonna to get to those as well. Car Talks, the program, and you are listening to Dubai Eye 103.8 FM. Joining me in studio this evening, as always, is Shazad from Motoring Middle East. We're talking cars. And we've got Gary West joining us. He's head of future mobility at GM Middle East. And we've got Ronald Ballot joining us, product, product communication manager for Chevrolet Middle East. We're, we're having a, a great chat about what's going on in the world of electric vehicles. Shazad, a little bit on the fence still. But we, we're going to get back. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little <laughs> but we're going to get back to that. But before we go down that alley again, we've got Nikki joining us on the line. Several questions. It's come through in a small book. So we thought, you know what? We'll just call. <laughs> Nikki, good evening. Hi, hi. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's, uh, it's been a while. Uh, it was basically the same last time. I think I sent you an essay and uh, yeah, it took a while to get through it. Yeah, so I thought, you know what, we'll just give you a call. So walk us through the questions. We've got okay. we've got some incredibly uh, uh, interested people sitting here. <laughs> uh, well, first up, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the back of the... the uh, Montero Sport, no, Mon- yeah, the Montero Sport. Does that not look like the scary clown from it? With the, with the you know, this 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 is such an Imtishan <laughs> question because he's the movie guy, and I actually yeah. haven't seen that movie, so I have no yeah, idea. Know, I, I think she's right, though. Okay, James yeah. James is qualified I, I to talk about it. I absolutely think you're right, and I I'd never thought of that before, but now I'm gonna have <laughs> issues driving behind those vehicles. It's once it can, <laughs> once it's seen, never unseen. It's one of those, is it? Yeah. Same. Every time I look at it, I just I can just see those red tears running down running down uh, Pennywise's face. So so is this <laughs> keeping you up at night? Then is this gonna keep uh, me no. up at night? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to admit, I've not actually seen it. I won't watch it. I won't watch the movie. So no, it won't Probably be out at night because I can see the picture, but I can't. I can't watch the movie. <laughs> so so you're, main, you're back sorry. on your you're back on your uh, commuter car van truck. Yeah, yeah, search. yeah. We um, I've I've oh, it's been a wee while now, but I've been um, I've been looking at options for this. Well, what were you driving before? Because you you had that you had a uh, fantastic vehicle. I had a, Chev- I had a Chevrolet Lumina. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, two two people I in this room, it. and you've just made <laughs> yeah. their day. Yeah. <laughs> they're wo- whooping into the air yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing happy dances. <laughs> <laughs> you called me a petrol head because I said I'm not a petrol head, but I'm at a Chevy where my husband's got an F one fifty truck. We've got a Studebaker bomber back home and an MX five. Yeah. So I guess I guess I'm no, no. You are a petrol head. Whether you like it or not, you are. You get the shirt. That's for sure. So what? And I called you on a on a show about electric vehicles. There you. Go. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, at least I can say there's one fellow petrol head here. <laughs> so, so where where are you at right now with your well, selection choice issues? Yeah. Well, I've, I've started going to look at the um, at the smaller vehicles just because of um, fuel economy and um, you know the cost of fuel is forever increasing, and I don't think it's going to go down. I did look at um, at the Prius, but um, I just in the end I really like the look of the Honda. Civic RS, 
Um, but when I drove it the other day and I ended up driving a, a, uh, a Cord, it was just such a nice drive. It was a really nice drive. Is this, is and, this, the, um, new, is this the new 2018 Accord? The you new, drove? yeah. Oh. Did you drive, did, may I ask, did you drive the 1.5 uh, or the 2 litre? Both. Ah, which did you prefer? I'm greedy. I'm greedy. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't, well, well, I think I didn't really notice a huge difference. Ooh, I don't think, personally, I did like them both, and I did notice a bit of a difference with the 2 litre. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the sport function on the 1.5, it made it that bit zippier. Uh-huh. And um, and I didn't think the extra 500 cc's is worth the 20,000 dirhams. Okay. Price difference. Okay. Personally, that was my own personal thought. Um, and basically, the two top models, so the, the two-liter and the top model of the 1.5, basically all had the same kit and the same gear. So you really were just paying for the, the difference in engine, Absolutely. the 20 grand. So what, what's on your short list now? Um, the Camry, I went and had a look at it the other day. Uh, I haven't driven it yet. I have gone back and forth on the Fusion, but I haven't really looked at that. And the Chevy Malibu, I, I like the look of. Shall we give these guys 30 seconds to do the pitch <laughs> for the Malibu? <laughs> yeah. We'll give our guests that opportunity. <laughs> no, I'd ask you. But the, but the things that get me, you know, the cars themselves, you know, generally are pretty much of a muchness. It's the deals that are going on at the dealers Indeed. at the moment. And the fact that um, Honda are doing a five-year unlimited kilometre warranty and when I spoke to the Toyota guy the other day, he said ours is three years, 100 kilometres. When I said, at the end of the 100 kilometres, when that's up, can I buy an, another warranty? And he said, no, you cannot extend the 100,000 kilometres, the, the yeah. 100,000 kilometres. Um, and I thought, well, that doesn't work for me if I'm going to be driving to Abu Dhabi. I need to know that I can continually... I can, I've got five years, you know, carefree motoring, knowing I've got unlimited kilometres warranty sort of thing and that's where Honda is sort of winning okay I'll let Ronald do the uh, <laughs> Malibu pitch how do, how do we sell it. the Malibu to Nikki well you had yeah. Illumina SS so the Malibu Sport which we just launched a few days ago uh, is the spiritual successor of the car you had so I, I saw that on the on the road today on Shakeside Road and went oh I like yeah. the look of that <laughs> what are you waiting for <laughs> yeah Good point. So Good it point. comes with three years, 100,000 kilometer warranty. Uh, I can't vouch that it's renewable, but I know that our dealers sometimes supply third-party warranties down the line. So it's something worth talking to your local dealership, Chevrolet dealership. Um, but it's it's a great offer. I think you can get it in two trims, so you don't you're not stuck with one price. You can get the, that package with that engine on two different set feature set of trims. Uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully it'll meet your expectations of what a Chevrolet is and what you're used to as well. Uh, yeah. And then you can change that other car into yeah. a Silverado <laughs> as well. There you go. <laughs> I, I mean, this is but this is interesting with Honda giving that unlimited kilometer warranty. That's yeah. that's a huge carrot for people. Well, I have to say the Honda are going to be very aggressive. You're going to see them very aggressive with the Accord because they've got uh, big, big hopes for that car. It's an all-new car. It's uh, completely new from the ground up. A lot of engineering has gone into that, and they've got big ambitions for it. So you will see a lot of ambitious marketing, not just in the UAE, but actually yeah. across the region. But similarly, the Malibu is a great car as well. I think, you know, honestly speaking, right now... I'll say to you what I've said over the last couple of weeks on the radio a few times now, actually, is that right now in the UAE is the ultimate buyer's market. Right now, dealers are desperate to do deals. They have stock that need to shift. They have new cars they need to get going. And right now, you can go in and you demand what you want. And if you don't get it, 
then go to the dealer that will give it to you. So you know what we're going to do, Esther? Next week at this time, Nikki is going to have driven more vehicles. We're going to call her back. Than I have. We're going to call her back (laughs) and get an update on how the search is going. Nikki, are you good for that? I am, but the problem is I am oh. the worst at battering. I get really. That's okay. You're just test driving. No, but the, yeah, but they're I'm just right. test driving at this point. No, 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 no. But this is why I'm <laughs> arming you with this information, yeah. Nikki. Yeah. Believe me, yeah. you are in a very all buyers out there right now. Sellers, sellers, you're in a bad place, honestly speaking. But buyers, you are in a fantastic space right now, yeah. and you know you literally can demand what you want. Yeah. And if you don't get it from one dealer, then try the next one because somebody out there is going to bite your hand off right yeah. now. I know of dealers that. Are sitting on 400 uh, examples of previous model year stock that they need to shift before they can bring the new lot in. There's lots of scenarios like that across the, uh, uh, the market right now. You're in a great place. Make a short list, drive all the cars, choose the one you want, and then bargain hard. Nikki, we're going to call right. you back next week. We're going to catch up with you. All Talk right, to you then. Have a good week of thanks. test driving. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Car Talks, the program. Shazad's here from Motoring Middle East. we got a whole bunch more to talk about, and we've got questions, and we've still got some more electric cars to talk about. Oh, I don't know where we're going to find the time. Dubai I 103.8 FM is where you've tuned into. This is Car Talk with Motoring Middle East in the house. That's Shazad. We've also got Gary West joining us, head of future mobility, GM Middle East. And we've got Ronald joining us, product communication manager, Chevrolet Middle East. So we got the best brains in the business in the house to talk cars absolutely can we talk flying cars yet no <laughs> so uh, ashraf we're gonna we're, you know what i'm gonna get to your question on the repair show tomorrow with glenn and uh we'll we might even fire it back in on the show next week so we will get to it but i think glenn will be the guy to have the, a chat about that and we've got a couple of questions that have come through and it, this is it's it's rather interesting because uh, christian is is posing the question and say hold on the electric vehicle guys are also the same company that makes the internal combustion engine vehicles as well and manufactures things like the tahoe silverado and the like so it's kind of uh, saying hmm, well, this is very interesting and uh, the other one is coming through and uh, christian's come back and he says uh, you know the, there's only one guy innovating in automotive today and uh, everyone thinks he's crazy uh, and, and no i don't work for him so uh, that you know is, is that christian run calling is, yeah. is that him messaging him <laughs> And and Sajid's come through and he's got a question for Gary, and he says, when competing manufacturers come up with altogether different solutions for future mobility, such as Toyota and their hydrogen-powered uh, Murray, does that make your task of getting people to understand and accept electric-powered vehicles even harder? So we got some interesting observations. Gary, let's fire it back to you. Yeah, I, I think um, <clears throat> I mentioned earlier on that GM believe in all electric future. That doesn't mean only battery electric. Uh, we, we're putting lots of energy and effort in, into fuel cells as well. And I think the key thing here is understanding your particular use case. What do you use your vehicle for? How, where do you live? How can you charge it? Um, how long is your driving uh, Can driving we just, trip? sorry to interrupt, can we just like, in a nutshell, quickly just explain for some listeners, what do you mean by fuel cell? Uh, hydrogen fuel cell, basically uh, with, a, with a battery electric vehicle you've got to plug it in and, yeah. and draw that electricity. Uh, with a hydrogen fuel cell, you basically fill it up with, with, uh, with hydrogen and that basically powers a fuel cell that, that uh, through electric um, would, would uh, give you propulsion. So and the emissions is just water. Exactly. And right. the appeal there is that you can actually fuel it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the key, the key thing, the key difference is you're going to be charging for a period of time, mm-hmm. um, and with a hydrogen fuel cell, you can 
fill it up like you would fill a car up with gasoline. I like the sound of that. I'm yeah, down I'm, for that, I'm James. Liking, I'm liking but, this yeah. one. But, but, <laughs> but one key point but, of that. Oh, oh, but, there had to be a but. Hey, hey. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> and that is infrastructure. You know, we, we're used to infrastructure with gasoline with, with stations all around us. Um, right now, there is no infrastructure. In fact, there's one station, I understand, in, in, uh, in, in the UAE. So you do need infrastructure to, uh, to, to be able to transport that hydrogen and to fill up. So that, that is something that, you know, manufacturers would need to work with the governments around the world. Right. But just picking up on the rest of that question, do you feel that, okay, with Toyota, MRI, whatever, and other people are coming in, and there are other people also beginning to offer electric cars here, do you find that there is a greater understanding and acceptance in the market? Are people going, you know what, I am going to take the vault seriously. Is that happening now in the UAE? I, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, the government here is, uh, is is very visionary. The leadership here, very, very visionary. They want to lead by example. Um, you've got uh, in, in Dubai, Dwar investing in uh, a lot of charging stations, 100 already, 200 by the end of uh, 2018. And certainly other, other brands with their uh, electric vehicles, it, it's certainly having a lot of consideration. And since we made announcements at Dubai, Dubai Motor Show, we've had a lot of hand raises and said, you know, people wanting to know a lot more about our vehicle. Mm. Yep. This becomes really interesting, actually, when we start thinking about where the technology is going and what some of the implications for that technology is. We'll, we'll get back to that in just a second, but uh, Simpa's come in and talking about CVT transmissions, but also just talking about technology. And he's saying, I bought my Infiniti uh, JX35 in 2013 because the dealer told me CVT, continuous variable transmission engines, will be the next big thing after sliced bread, but it's like nobody is talking about CVT engines right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on CVT, Shazad? CVT transmissions, yeah, not the CVT transmission. engines. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're basically Just gearboxes. The, tr the trouble with CVTs is that they actually technically, they're quite efficient. They're very good, um, particularly in smaller cars and for fuel saving, but they are not great when it comes to the driving experience. So they kind of just, they just sap the energy out of that a little bit. So they're not liked by a lot of people yeah. who enjoy driving. But if you're just talking about around town driving, a lot of these systems are very good. Um, and I believe that's probably, and you can guys can come in on this, there are probably issues regarding packaging and production of these cars to actually make these things work properly. Uh, well, we have CVT on, on, on the Chevy Spark right now on the new generation Chevrolet Spark and we use it on some of the Malibu hybrids as well that uh, we have. What, what uh, are the thoughts, because Malibu is you know, a nice mid-size vehicle, what are thoughts of the CVT on that? No, the normal Malibu has a six-speed transmission yeah. uh, here and the, the Malibu hybrid is the only one that has a CVT. Uh, mm. Sorry, did I say CVT? No, the normal one has a normal six-speed automatic. Mm, okay. And the Malibu hybrids got a CVT transmission because that's where the electric right. unit uh, is housed, basically between the CVT transmission and the. Uh, well, see, that's actually that's actually true of a number of cars because I believe the I mean I don't know about the new Lexus LX, but the old LS hybrid also had a CVT transmission in the hybrid version. Yeah, the hybrid yeah. has in the a hybrid CVT. version. It's yeah. easier packaging. When, a CVT when we look at the electric vehicles that we've got now, and we look at something like the Bolt, is there any thought to? create something that gives the illusion of a vehicle that is not electric so a little bit of sound possibly possibly change up the way the see the, you know, the the whole acceleration works so that it gives the feel that you have sort of a retro vehicle or is is that part of the package when you buy these vehicles that you're getting the future and not the past 
I think you're getting the future and not the past, <laughs> but but um, certainly user acceptance is really important. Yeah. I mean, talking about uh, the vehicle making noise, by law in the US, the vehicle does have to make noise now for pedestrians, but I guess you're talking about that deep throat. Yeah, so right? it's, it's, it's something that when you get in, it, it gives you that feel that there's something going on. Well, it's like it's like Christian says, isn't it? You got the, you got the Tahoe, you got Silverado, of course, you got seven hundred and fifty brake horsepower Corvettes. Can you take the sound from those and put them into the speaker <laughs> yeah. of the Bolt very easily? Because <laughs> yeah. that very would be kind of cool if there was a feature. Yeah. Like, I like, uh, want to sound like a Corvette right yeah, now? Exactly. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That'd be pretty simple to do. <laughs> That'd actually be kind of cool. Who do, who but do we, think, who but do we send think, that to? Hold on, is that, who do we send that no, suggestion no, but, to? But you know, this is if you think about it in all seriousness. If you, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm assuming, I'm assu- well, I'm assuming <laughs> Christian was referring to Elon Musk. And one of the things that he's made his car so desirable is by putting putting in these crazy features into his cars. You know, like what is it, the the hooligan mode? What is, what's the ludicrous. one he's got? The ludicrous yeah. mode, right? Yeah. And he's got pic- and, you know, and the only reason I would like a, a Tesla is because it has a picture of a Lotus Esprit in the screen. You know, <laughs> I love that car. So wouldn't it be fun to when, once you've got that you freed up all the mechanics of the car wouldn't it be fun to put these features in to actually attract them to more people I, I think as we move forward there's lots of things that you can do at the end of the day you know the electric car would be uh, a, a cell phone on wheels so as you move into um, this transportation 2.0 you look at autonomy as well you know vehicles that drive themselves <gasps> there's <laughs> lots and lots of fun things that you can do <laughs> You know what? Can't when mention when I was cars and fun in the same. When, when I leave the studio, I love a car that I can drive myself, but also that I could hit, you know, full autonomous mode, and I can just get in and I get home, and I don't have to spend a whole bunch of time worrying about that drive. Coming to the studio, I love the drive. Going home, I want a driver. So an autonomous car w- would be phenomenal. I would be again if it was a, a, an autonomous Bolt. I'm sold. I'll buy two. There we go. I'm ready for it. So. I think it's it's. But you know, some of these cars can already do what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I know. They can actually. There are cars yeah. already on the market, which technically you're not allowed to take your hands off the steering wheel, but they can do that in traffic. They will hold lane and they will stop and go yeah. with traffic. My problem with them is that I've driven a few of these cars lately, and one or two of them have been caught out a bit too easily, mm. which sets, uh, sends alarm bells ringing as far as I'm concerned when it comes to autonomous cars. Yeah. You know what, guys? We've run out the clock on the program. <laughs> Gary, we're going to have to get you Are back you in Are you saying I got the last word? <laughs> you did. It's interesting how that works. <laughs> Gary West is... talking about flying cars yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gary West, head of future mobility at GM Middle East. We're going to get you back, Gary, and carry on this conversation. And Ronald, you're always welcome in studio. Shazad, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Shazad and Imtishan over at Motoring Middle East. Check out their Instagram. Check out their Facebook. Check out their YouTube. Education, entertainment, and information all in one package. It's uh, it's like a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> so, on that note, guys, Thanks. thank you very much for coming out. Thank you for listening. We'll do it all again next week, same place, same time, right here on Dubai I 103.8 FM. This has been Car Talk.